Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Beginning to look a lot. How you guys doing? Today's Monday, December 2nd. The most wonderful time of the year. I hope you guys are excited to be here. I am excited that you're here. And I know you're gonna love today's podcast because it's mailbox Monday, and I'm gonna jump right into answering your questions. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. So, wow, you guys, thanks to everybody who continues to write to us here at the podcast. Couple things going on. First of all, I am doing my Christmas card palooza. I really, really, really want to hear from you. And so send us your Christmas cards. Send them to me, Heidi St. John, Care of Firmly Planted Family. And that's 11100 Northeast 34th Circle. Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Please write to us. Send us a picture of your family. If you can include a year-end donation to the nonprofit organization, which is Firmly Planted Family, that helps us keep this podcast on the air. And we would love to hear from you. I am excited to be coming to uh, Newberry Park, California for a women's tea at Godspeak Calvary Chapel this coming Friday. So Friday evening, I'll be there. You can check out more information about that at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. And I'm going to look ahead really quickly to January. Mm -hmm. Just let that sink in, you guys. Oh my goodness. January 4th through the 12th, I'll be uh, speaking along with my husband and my friend Todd Wilson and his wife, Debbie, for the Florida Parent Educators Association, FPEA's marriage cruise. We're going to the Caribbean. Mm -hmm, That's right. So coming out, I love you guys to come and join us. We're going to have a great week together, encouraging each other in our marriages and also just hello, sunshine in January. That's all I have to say about that. January 24th and 25th, I will be at the THSC Homeschool Moms Winter Summit in Frisco, Texas. And the following weekend, the 31st of January through the 1st of February, I will be at the Homeschool Moms Winter Summit in Houston. So uh, come on out and say hello. You guys, today's podcast, speaking of homeschooling, is sponsored by my friends at the Teach Them Diligently conference. I have so enjoyed meeting so many of you last year at Teach Them Diligently, and I'll be joining them again this year. So mark your calendars and come out and say hi when I'm in your neck of the woods. You guys get ready? Get your pen. Here we go. February 27th through 29th, I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. These are all Teach Them Diligently conventions, by the way, that I will be at. So February 27th through 29th in Nashville, March 26th through 28th in Rogers, Arkansas, April 2nd through the 4th at Teach Them Diligently in Waco, the 7th through the 9th in Mobile, Alabama, that's the 7th through the 9th of May, 
And then the 26th through the 28th of May, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio. So more information on Teach Them Diligently, you can find me at teachthemdiligently.net. There are a lot of other really great speakers. Several of them are going to be coming on the show with me uh, over the next several weeks and months, and you guys can get to know some of them. But Teach Them Diligently, one of my favorite events in the entire universe for homeschooling. So come on out and say hello. And if you want more information about where you can see me this coming season, check it out, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Also want to let you guys know that we've got a brand spanking new uh, Bible study right now. It's just launching. It's called You Are My Sanctuary. This is the Bible study that's launching today. And I'm really excited to start that with you. If you've not become a member at MomStrong International, I want to encourage you to do that. These Bible studies are changing the lives of the women who are studying them. And we are also helping you train up your children. So check it out, MomStrongInternational.com. All right, you guys, it's Mailbox Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And I love answering your questions here. A couple of things that you guys should know. First of all, keep them coming. I love to hear your questions. You guys send me fantastic questions. I'm trying to hit on a wide variety of issues today. So we're going to hit on everything from Christmas present ideas to disciplining toddlers and everything in between today. So I'm glad you guys are, are uh, turning those in. If you have a question, you can submit it to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And make sure you keep these questions short and sweet and to the point. And a lot of you have been taking my uh, my suggestion to heart, which I really appreciate, of just putting a two or three word introduction, what your question is about. And that's helping me a lot. So like today, I'm going to be answering a question about a Christmas present and how to choose a church and confrontation and some some uh, basic questions that have come in. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for putting them in the hopper. And we're going to get to as many of them as we can uh, every Monday and also on Wednesday here at the podcast. So thanks everybody for doing that. I'm going to hop right on over to the first question. This is kind of a hardcore question. And one of the things that I'm noticing about the audience in particular for the podcast, is that you guys are are really critical thinkers. And I appreciate that about you. And a young mom wrote me a question and I thought it was worth addressing. So I'm going to do that today. She said, hi, Heidi, I've got a question for you. In light of your recent podcast about vaccinations, where you argue and stand for the right of choice for medical freedom, what would you say to someone who would argue the same point for abortion, that they think it should be a choice for the purpose of medical freedom? I am on the side of pro-life because I know it breaks God's heart, but have recently had conversations with other folks, Christian and non-Christian, that argue the point that even though religiously we don't see it's right. Everyone should have a choice. I wasn't sure what to say to them other than it's taking away a heartbeat, so it's murder and murder should not be a choice. But then they say that's a religious opinion. I think about the free will that God has bestowed on us and how he allows us to make a choice to sin or not to sin. And it makes me wonder if they have a point or Maybe this could apply to other hot topics. Should we allow choice but evangelize the truth or push for legislation that takes away choice and pushes our beliefs, though they are true and righteous on everyone else? What does the Bible have to say that you have found regarding the topic of abortion? So first of all, thank you for this question. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraged that you felt like you could ask it. To me, and you guys have heard me say this a whole bunch of times, this is not a religious issue. It's not this... This to me is a human rights issue. It has, it's absolutely 100% crystal clear in the Bible. 
but I don't like to make it a quote religious issue. And when people do that to me, it's a straw man argument because you wouldn't say to a man who goes up and murders somebody in the street, if I see somebody being murdered in the street, I would say stop. And if the guy goes, well, you're just a Christian, you're pushing your religious bigoted views on me. Well, no court in America is going to go, yeah, you're right. Heidi's a Christian uh, and she's a bigot. And so therefore go ahead and murder that guy. No, murder is wrong. It's wrong. It's universally wrong, right? And obviously it breaks God's heart. We know this because God said that he is actively and personally involved in the life of every unborn person, every single one. And in Psalm 139, verse 16, the psalmist said, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We know that God is for life, human life. From conception to natural death, God is for human life, innocent human life. God sent his son, all right? But to me, it's a straw man argument when you say, well, you're, you're a religious person and so you can't push your choice on somebody else. We push our choices on people all the time. I say, you can't abuse that child. Sex trafficking is wrong. Is it wrong because I'm a Christian? No, it's just wrong because it's morally reprehensible. And when you say, when someone says to me, well, you can't take that choice away from somebody, my answer is, uh, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can take away your choice not to kill a person who's born. So why can't I take away your choice not to kill a person who's unborn? It's a straw man argument. Everyone shouldn't have a choice. Everyone shouldn't have a choice. We can choose lots of things. We can choose what to have for dinner. We can choose whether or not we're going to be alcoholics. We can choose whether or not we're going to cheat on our husband. We can choose lots of things. We got a free will to do that. But in society, there are societal norms. There are things that we don't put up with, with, with as a society. And from my perspective, abortion should be one of those things. To take away the life of an innocent human being is reprehensible to me. And we're not just talking about taking away the life of an unborn person. We're talking about ripping the arms and legs off of little tiny babies. Just let that sink in. And so when someone says to me, oh, I should have a choice, this is not the same thing at all as the argument for medical freedom, which I was making with my friend Carissa several weeks ago talking about vaccinations, right? And actually, that argument works, I think, in favor of the pro-life movement because we said where there is a risk, there should be a choice, right? This is one of Carissa's main arguments in telling parents you can't force vaccination. Where there is a risk, there should be a choice. Well, the risk is to the baby here. And where there is a risk, that baby should have a choice. And as long as that baby doesn't have a voice, we are the voice for that child. And we say, no, you cannot take away the life of that innocent human being. And you guys, abortion is never medically necessary. It's not medically necessary. You don't kill a baby to save the life of the mother. And any obstetrician worth their salt is going to tell you that. They're going to say, no, you don't need to, to kill the mother to save the baby. And so to me, those are straw men arguments. They have nothing to do with with a quote-unquote a religious opinion, although it's very obvious in the word of God what God says. God says our bodies don't belong to us, by the way. They belong to him. First Corinthians chapter 6, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? So you don't belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God in your body. The Bible says that children are a gift no matter their conception. It doesn't matter the circumstances of their conception. Psalm 127, three, children are a gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. The Bible never makes exceptions for the circumstances of conception. 
and neither should we. And so when someone comes up to me and they say, you know, you should, you can't take away the right of another human being to have a choice. My answer to that is we take away choices of other human beings all the time when they're evil, immoral choices. We take away the choice of a person to steal. We take away the choice of a person to abuse a child. No, you can't do that. Right. And so to me, abortion falls in that category. And anytime someone says to you, uh, you should give the person the right for medical freedom. That's a straw man argument. This has nothing to do with medical freedom. This is selfishness. You can give the child life and give it up for adoption. You don't need to kill it. A child should not have to pay the price for a rapist's actions. The rapist should pay that price, not the child. All right. So uh, if we're going to be on the side of pro-life, let's be on the side of pro-life all the way and stop making exceptions, particularly when they have to do with arguments like that. All right. Here's the next one. Heidi, I've got a lighthearted question. Woo. Good. I'm ready. I am making a Christmas wish list to give to my husband. What do you have on yours? What are some things you might have that you think other moms would like to have? Wow. This is a great question. And it's gotten me thinking about uh, Christmas because I haven't made a wish list. I typically, you know what I want for Christmas? I'm not even kidding. I, I, I want to tell my husband, I'd like a, a day off. I want to go to a coffee shop and not talk to anybody. But that's the introvert in me. <laughs> I actually have an, a bunch of great Christmas gift ideas. And I will post those today uh, in the show notes because I think I've made a couple of posts about them over the years. So one of my favorite things in my house is my pressure cooker. You guys already know that. I have the best recipe for Zeppa Toscana ever in the history of the world. Uh, and I use the pressure. I just made ribs in it the other day. You know, I pressure cookers and crockpots. I think I own four crockpots and a pressure cooker. <laughs> that tells you a little bit about me. I love to take uh, meals to people. I just took a big pot of chicken soup to my sister last week when she was sick. And so I have a travel crock pot. My, get my wish list, I'm a very practical girl. And so I want to be able to use it. So that and my essential oils. Oh my goodness, you guys can get amazing deals right now on diffusers, on Amazon. I will link back to some of those today. So that was a great question. Very lighthearted, especially in light of the one we just answered. I, uh, I appreciate the question. Next question comes from a mom who wants to remain anonymous and she is trying to figure out where to go to church. She says, my husband and I have been prayerfully asking God's direction on a church for our family and have been feeling at a loss. What do you do when local churches are compromising on major theological issues and do not stand on a solid, firm foundation of the word? We are not in a situation that will allow us to relocate at the moment and our commute to another church would be a minimum of a one and a half hour drive each way with young kids in tow. I am feeling major convictions on the state of the church today and the separation of family members during worship for childcare programs and have even looked into the idea of a house church. Do you have any advice for us? So I, I do have some advice for you. First of all, my friend Dale Partridge, you need to, to look this up. I'll link back to it in the show notes today, is the founder of RethinkChurch.org. They're really, they are hosting a home church movement, which I think is doing some pretty amazing things. Also, if I didn't have a decent church where I live, which I do, my, my family and I attend Radiant Church in Camas, Washington. Absolutely love it. And they brought the kids up for church, which I also really love. And they are incorporating the message on Sunday mornings to also include the kids. So not only are the adults getting the message, the, the senior pastor is actually teaching to the children at the same time, which I love. I think totally reflects the heart of Jesus toward children, especially. But if I couldn't find one, I would be listening to a good uh, to a good surface on the internet. I'd be watching YouTube videos with my kids. And we have done that when we've had sicknesses and flus and things like that. So 
there are lots of ways. What I wouldn't do, what I wouldn't do is go to a, a bad church. That's what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go to a church that compromises on major, major theological issues. I'd be very concerned about exposing my children to wrong doctrine and wrong theology. I think we need to be really considering what is the impact that we're having on our children as we uh, as we find ourselves in this sort of day and age where everybody's so confused about so many things. So I think it's really important that we protect the hearts and minds of our children. So I would encourage you toward that direction just to, to um, protect the hearts and minds of your kids. All right. So that to me is the most important issue. And uh, there's lots of things you can find online. Oh my goodness. I'll link back to some of my, fa- my favorites today. Uh, I love to listen to Alistair Begg. There's lots of great theologians out there who are doing wonderful work. You have services that you guys can listen to and engage your children until such time as you can go to a church. Uh, I'm a huge fan of going to church, but when you can't, you can't. And so uh, I don't think the Lord's angry at you for it but he wants you to grow. Also, you can check out MomStrong International. You guys knew I would say that. Bible studies every single month. We do a new one. We just started a brand new one today. Uh, we're studying Sanctuary, and I think you guys are going to really love it. So uh, check that out at MomStrongInternational.com. All right, next question. You guys are great. The next question comes from a mom who is struggling with something she read about Beth Moore. So she said, Uh, Heidi, how would you respond to Beth Moore in light of the direction of her ministry? You once suggested her book, Praying God's Word, but she has since removed the section of the sinfulness of homosexuality, saying she exceeded scripture. I don't personally read her books, but I know she is widely read. How would you advise your daily reader or listener to approach the teachings of Beth Moore today? All right. Um, I'm not going to comment on Beth Moore. I haven't researched it enough. I can tell you that I have spent lot of my adult walk with the Lord uh, doing Bethmore Bible studies. And so I haven't researched that enough. I did research whether or not she removed uh, that section from her book, Praying God's Word. And it looks to me like she did based on a July 6th, 2019 blog post that she wrote, which I will link back to in the show notes today. So I don't, that was disappointing to me. I'll just be honest that I haven't talked to her. I don't know what's going on. So I'm not going to comment on Beth Moore, but I can comment on what God says in his word about homosexuality. And listen, you guys, this issue is going to be one of the defining issues of our day in the church. We have to get this right because what's happened is the church has been bullied into silence. All of a sudden, if you agree with God, you're some sort of a bigot. You're some sort of a hater. Listen, me agreeing with God doesn't make me a hateful person. It makes me a holy person or someone who's trying to be holy. I want to walk in right relationship with the Lord. Romans chapter one, verses 26 to 27, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, you guys, this is the, the word of God is not Uh, ambiguous on the issue of homosexuality. Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, or thieves, nor drunkards, or slanderers, or swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And this is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Those are just two small passages that refer to homosexuality as God sees it. And listen, 
men and women, can can for just a minute, can we step back from this very, what has now become very divisive? It should not be a divisive issue in the church. And I'm going to keep saying that. God's word is so clear. What we want to be careful of doing is making homosexuality the unpardonable sin. It is no more unpardonable than the sin of greed or of drunkenness. But the issue must always be, what is the standard that God has set? And as believers, as Christians who represent the Lord, we should be representing God's standard to the world. That's what we're supposed to be doing as ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. So I will link back to some of those uh, verses in the show notes for you today. I want to encourage you to do your own homework. When you see Christian teachers and pastors running away from talking about the issue of sexuality, human sexuality, particularly as it relates to homosexuality, two things you need to keep in mind. God died for all of our sin. And human beings cannot readjust God's standard for righteousness. We cannot do that. That is God's to do and God's alone. And so that's where I'm going to leave it today. There's a couple more questions I wanted to get to, but as usual, I ran out of time. I want to say thank you for everyone who's leaving reviews for the podcast. And thank you so much for leaving reviews for my books over at Amazon. It really helps and encourages us. We read every single one of those reviews and we are encouraged by them. We are praying for you as we enter the Christmas season, you guys, that we would keep our eyes focused on the Lord. This isn't about spending a bunch of money. This isn't about Santa Claus. It's not about Christmas trees, although the Christmas trees, I I will confess, they're already up in my house. (laughs) I love this time of year. Let's honor the Lord by keeping our eyes and our hearts focused on God's gift of Jesus. I hope you guys have a fantastic day this very beginning of December. Don't forget to join me at MomStrong International. Today is the very first day of our brand new Bible study. We're going to be studying a sanctuary and what it means to be a part of the sanctuary of God. So we love you guys. We thank you so much for listening and I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. 